Welcome to Murder Minute. On today's episode, Anne Ballantyne. But first, your true crime headlines. A man was fatally shot and two others were wounded at a Queens hotel just after midnight on New Year's Day, marking New York City's first reported homicide of 2021. Police responded to a 911 call just after 1 a.m. and found the victims outside the Umbrella Hotel in Kew Gardens. When they arrived, they found three men with gunshot wounds. Two 20-year-old men and one 40-year-old man were taken to hospitals. One of the 20-year-olds, Robert Williams, who was just one day away from his 21st birthday, was pronounced dead on arrival. The 40-year-old victim was in critical condition, with gunshot wounds to his torso, arms, and legs. The second 20-year-old was in stable condition, with one gunshot wound to his left leg. Police said that it appeared that an argument inside the hotel led to the shooting. No arrests have yet been made. But this was not the hotel's first shooting. Neighborhood residents have campaigned to shut down the hotel, which has been the scene of similar incidents in July and August. One resident, 52-year-old Richard Rogers, told the New York Post, quote, Being I've heard of other incidents there, I'm not surprised this happened. It was just a matter of time before someone got killed. Queensboro President Donovan Richards called the shooting a sad and troubling way to start the new year and said that the hotel should be shut down. Richards said in a statement, quote, This hotel is a public nuisance that has no place in Kew Gardens or anywhere in our borough or city. The hotel's guests and residents of the surrounding community should not be subjected to its dangerous conditions. Las Vegas police are also investigating their first homicide of the new year in their jurisdiction. On Saturday night, a man was shot and killed at a house party in an apartment complex on Dunsbach Way near Lake Mead and Hollywood Boulevards in the Northeast Valley. Around 9.45 p.m., officers responded to over a dozen calls about gunshots heard at the apartment. When they arrived, they found a black man in his early 20s suffering from at least one gunshot wound. He was pronounced dead at the scene. Officials say that the victim had been at the party for less than 15 minutes when the shooting happened. Police have limited information on potential suspects. Lieutenant Ray Spencer said, quote, There were a lot of people at the party. However, we don't have information right now regarding a suspect. So I urge anyone to please reach out. An Ohio father shot and killed his two young daughters in a Columbus apartment on New Year's Day and then took his own life. At 10.22 p.m. Friday, police responded to a domestic dispute call made by a neighbor. 32-year-old Aaron Williams had been charged with domestic violence once before. As police arrived, they heard gunshots at the apartment. Officers then found 6-year-old Elise Williams and 9-year-old Ava Williams suffering from gunshot wounds inside. Their father, Aaron Williams, was also found with a self-inflicted gunshot wound and was pronounced dead at the scene. 
First responders rushed the girls to the hospital, where they died at 12.07 a.m. and 12.43 a.m. According to court records, Williams had a previous domestic violence charge by Columbus police on September 7, 2018, with intent to harm and assault. Under a plea agreement, he pleaded guilty in October of 2018 to a reduced charge of disorderly conduct and was given a three-day suspended sentence. Columbus Police Chief Tom Quinlan called the murder-suicide a horrific tragedy and said, quote, Our hearts break for the devastated mother and all who love them. The body of a missing New Jersey woman was found in Philadelphia on Saturday, three days after she was last seen with her child and one day after she was reported missing. 28-year-old Ivana Stokes was found dead on the 8400 block of Berry Road. Stokes was last seen dropping off her child Wednesday night. Since then, she had not been active on social media and did not contact family or friends. Investigators do not know where Stokes was going at the time of her disappearance, and her cause of death remains under investigation. Those are your true crime headlines. Up next, Anne Ballantyne. But first, a quick break. My cat is my best friend. And these days, we've been spending a lot more time together at home. And as much as I love my cat, I'm not fond of the stink bombs she leaves in her litter box. Everything from cleaning up to covering up the smell is a constant battle. That's why I use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter is kitty litter reinvented. Unlike traditional litter, Pretty Litter's super light crystals trap odor and release moisture, resulting in dry, low-maintenance litter that doesn't smell. And Pretty Litter is virtually dust-free because it's manufactured with a specialized de-dusting process. Less dust, no fuss. Pretty Litter arrives safely at my door in a small lightweight bag that lasts up to a month, perfect while we're social distancing. Now that I get my litter bags auto-shipped, I don't have to deal with last-minute trips to the store, and shipping is free. But above all else, here's why Pretty Litter is this pet parent's hero. It's a health indicator. Pretty Litter monitors my fur baby's health by changing colors when it detects potential underlying issues. You won't find that kind of innovation in a conventional litter. Get the world's smartest litter without leaving home by visiting prettylitter.com and use promo code MURDERMINUTE for 20% off your first order. That's prettylitter.com, promo code MURDERMINUTE for 20% off. What are you waiting for? Get Pretty Litter right meow at prettylitter.com, promo code MURDERMINUTE. Staying healthy and strong is more important than ever. For me, it's all about keeping my energy going during the day, getting enough sleep at night, and keeping my immune system strong. So to help me stay resilient and well, I've started taking supplements from Objective Wellness. Objective offers targeted solutions 
like better sleep, firmer skin, or a healthy immune system. Their products are crafted with high-quality ingredients backed by science that are shown to deliver specific results. Behind each ingredient, there are scientific studies and endless hours of research. Active extracts from blueberries, saffron, and even microalgae, which provides an antioxidant 6,000 times stronger than vitamin C. Objective knows that wellness looks different on everyone and that there is no one-size-fits-all solution. Just choose your objective and let them take care of the rest, like focus and clarity, immune and wellness, fast asleep, wide awake, or dream skin. Whatever your objective, they have a solution. Objective helps me feel my best, and they can help you too. Go to objectivewellness.com and use the code MURDERMINUTE to get 20% off your first order. If you're not completely satisfied, you can get a full refund. That's the objective promise. Again, that's objectivewellness.com, code MURDERMINUTE, for 20% off. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Any products discussed or advertised are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. For many of us, the holidays looked different this season. And family and friend reunions still might not be the same this year. But that shouldn't stop us from feeling close. That's why I got my loved ones the most meaningful gift this year. A chance to tell their story and share memories using StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps your loved ones share their stories by asking thought-provoking questions about their memories and their personal thoughts. It's a fun new way to engage with family, especially those you can't see in person. Every week, StoryWorth emails your family member a different story prompt Questions that you've never thought to ask, like, what's a small decision you made that ended up having a big impact on your life? Or, if you could see into the future, what would you want to find out? And you can choose your own questions. After one year, StoryWorth will compile all your stories, including photos into a beautiful keepsake book that's shipped for free. Your StoryWorth book will become a cherished family heirloom to pass down through the family for generations to come. Give your loved ones the gift of spending time together, wherever you live, with StoryWorth. Get started right away, with no shipping required by going to storyworth.com slash murderminute. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash murderminute for $10 off. Welcome back to Murder Minute. On January 21st, 1987, the bound and naked body of a young woman wrapped in a dirty carpet was pulled from the cold water of Edinburgh's Union Canal. The woman's body was so badly decomposed that she would need to be identified using dental records. The only other clues to her identity were her dark hair and a distinctive scar on her head. News of the murder spread fear throughout the Scottish capital. Forensic tests revealed 
that the woman had been strangled using a ligature around her neck. The body had been in the water for several days, but the woman had been dead for months, suggesting that the killer may have kept her body for some time before finally dumping her body in the canal. It wasn't until February that the body was officially identified. It was 20-year-old Anne Ballantyne. She had been pulled from the water just 100 yards from her apartment. When they found her body in the canal, they asked me if I could remember whether she had a scar on her head. Anne's mother, Isabel, told the Daily Record in 2017. I told them I'd had three kids and I really couldn't remember. So my friend and family hairdresser helped identify the body. We never got to see her one last time, which is a killer. Most people get to see the body or kiss the body if they want to. We never got that chance. The body was so decomposed, we never got to say goodbye. Anne Ballantyne was a kind-hearted and independent young woman who spent her time volunteering with disabled and disadvantaged people at Canongate Youth Project. She was a heavy metal fan and was looking forward to an upcoming Alice Cooper concert. She had saved up her money to buy the tickets. In the weeks before her disappearance, Anne had broken up with her boyfriend and was living in a flat on Dowry Road. But according to her mother, Isabel, she seemed in good spirits and was excited about the future. The last time Anne's mother saw her was on November 18th, following a visit to the hospital to see a friend. Isabel was very young when she had Anne, just 18 years old, and the two were very close. More like sisters, she said. Anne could tell her mother anything, and she wouldn't just vanish without telling anyone where she was going. In fact, she had made plans to spend Christmas with her family. Anne was my firstborn, and I was only 18, but she was a good baby, Isabel said. She was such a happy child, a real happy-go-lucky kid. She wanted to work with those less fortunate. She got her own flat in Fountainbridge, but she would come back every week because she didn't have a washing machine. So she'd come back to do her washing, hang it up to dry, and take some food, like kids do when they move out. But after November 18, 1986, Anne stopped coming round, and no one could find her. As the days turned to weeks, Anne's family became more and more concerned. Her mother, Isabel, and her father, Graham, went to her flat and knocked on the door. But there was no answer. When still no word came, they slipped notes and some money through the letterbox, asking their daughter to call them, quote, even if she was skinned. But it was when Anne didn't come home for Christmas that her family really began to fear the worst. They decided to go to the police. It was like living in a nightmare from which we couldn't wake up, Isabel said. Police 
entered Anne's flat and could find no evidence of a break-in or a struggle. It looked as it would if Anne had just popped out for a few hours. But Anne's parents noticed that a few of her personal items were missing. A brass lighter with her initials engraved, a camera, a photo album, a black shoulder bag, and a black leather jerkin. The missing items were unusual, because they were not the type of belongings one would carry around, nor were they the kind of things that a burglar would steal. Police interviewed Anne's friends and her ex-boyfriend, but came up empty. It was as if Anne had simply vanished. 34 years later, Anne's family is still waiting for answers. One former detective believes that Anne may have been murdered by serial killer John Taylor, also known as the Beast of Bramley. Taylor, now 64, is serving life in prison for the murder of 16-year-old Leanne Tiernan in 2000, as well as a series of sexual assaults. Like Anne, the killer kept Leanne's body in his kitchen freezer for nine months before dumping it. Leanne was also bound, strangled with the ligature, and was found wrapped in a floral duvet cover. John Taylor was 30 years old in 1986 and frequently passed by Edinburgh. The police officers who brought Taylor to justice have said that they believe that Taylor may be responsible for several other unsolved murders. Among them, the 1992 murder of 33-year-old Yvonne Fitt, who went missing in January and was found in September. The 1994 murder of 13-year-old Lisa Reimer, who disappeared in November and was found in a canal five months later. The 1996 murder of 20-year-old Deborah Allison Wood, whose body appeared to have been kept in cold storage and was found wrapped in bedding. And many, many more. We want justice, and that's pretty much it. Anne's brother, Alan, told the Edinburgh News, If it turns out it was him, then we want it pursued and want justice for my sister and my mom's daughter. But the Ballantyne family have their own suspicions. They believe that they knew her killer. They even have a photograph of Anne with the man at a family event. He had this expression on his face. I will never forget it. Graham Ballantyne said. He looked pure evil. In a 2008 interview, Isabel said that she hoped the man will, quote, get banged up and rot in hell. Adding, I hope he never knows another happy day in his life because he killed a part of us as well. For legal reasons, and lack of evidence. The man could not be named. But Anne's father, Graham, believes he knows the killer's motive, though he doesn't believe that he will ever come forward. 
I do not think he will ever confess, Graham told The Sun in 2016. He killed her because if he could not have her, then no one else could. He has had pressure put on him before, and it did not bother him. But if someone does know something, then please come forward. Please put us out of our misery. I would be happy to see him jailed. He's probably with his family and Anne is six feet under, Isabel said. Why does he deserve that? I'm very bitter. In a media statement, Detective Chief Inspector David Pinckney said, quote, The murder of Anne Ballantyne was fully investigated by the then Lothian and Borders Police, with a report being sent to the Procurator Fiscal. Following upon consideration by Crown Counsel, no further inquiries were instructed. Periodic reviews have been carried out in respect of this crime. However, it remains an unresolved case. It is the view of Police Scotland that these cases are never closed and that the passage of time is no barrier to the investigation of unresolved homicide cases. All unresolved homicides are kept under review and should new information come to light, it will be acted upon. This has been Murder Minute. For true crime anytime, download the Murder Minute app or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Murder Minute.